0: Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all on this Memorial Day and this Feast Day of our Blessed Mother. Um, You know, it's just really kind of neat, whenever you look at the liturgies, how things have been unfolding, right? You had the Feast of Pentecost, which was the great coming of the Holy Spirit. Mary was there with the apostles as the archetype of the church, and then they sent out to begin proclaiming the good news. Um... And then this past weekend, yesterday, we had the Feast of the Holy Trinity. So now uh, that the church is active, it's out making disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit with God's own authority given to him through Jesus. So yeah, had those two back to back, and then today it falls in this beautiful way. It doesn't always happen this way that uh, today is the great feast of the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth, right? Mary is the type of the church who is always on the move. She's always on the go. She's always bringing Jesus to the world. That's why Mary stands as the perfect image of the church, right? Whenever you look at this, just remember who Elizabeth was, right? Elizabeth was pregnant, six months pregnant with John the Baptist, right? This This is Mary's cousin so you would think Mary just had encountered the angel, right? The angel comes to her and says, you're going to conceive, you know, you will be, you know, the mother of the Messiah. And you would think that Mary could have just sat and basked in that for a little while, right? She could have just sat there and said, oh, I'm going to eat my grapes and remain in this beatific, beautiful vision, you know, um, of God. um, And just enjoy this overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. Conception of Jesus in her womb. She could have just sat in that for nine months, right, and been in ecstasy. That would have been awesome. But she didn't. She's the image of the church. And so what happens, she hears that Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist, right? And it says she made haste and went on her way to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Why'd she do that? I don't think it was because Elizabeth needed help, right? She would have had plenty of help at home. Right? She was an elderly woman. She was pregnant. I'm sure there are plenty of people surrounding her to make sure that she was taken care of. So why? Why'd Mary go? I believe it's because She was going to announce the good news. This was the long-awaited Messiah. This is what Israel had been waiting for, right? This was redemption at hand. And it's that moment where Mary was like, I can't keep this to myself. This is the moment where she's got to go and begin announcing the good news. The salvation of Israel is here. So it was not proper for Mary to sit there and just remain in a meditative state for nine months. It was proper for Mary, as the image of the church, to go and begin announcing that what we've longed for, what we've waited for, is finally here. And so there's this awesome encounter between Mary and Elizabeth, right? Well, let me back up. Romans, this is Mary's heart. We hear it right here. It says, let love be sincere, right? That's Our Lady. Love is sincere. Love isn't expecting anything in return. Hate what's evil. Hold on to what's good. Love one another with mutual affection. You see that love, the mutual affection between her and Elizabeth unfolding. Anticipate one another in showing affection. Hospitality, right? Love anticipates the needs of the beloved. Right? Isn't that what happens in marriage? You anticipate what your spouse needs. You anticipate what your kids need. Um, And you do it before they ever ask, right? My mom had to always stay on top of me, right? Mitch, go empty the trash. Mitch, go empty the trash. Would you empty the trash today? Not yet, Mom, right? My love was imperfect. It wasn't anticipating the needs of my mom. But the Book of Romans says this is how we should live, anticipate one another in showing honor and showing affection. That's what Mary does. She doesn't FaceTime Elizabeth and go, Hey, girl, I heard you got pregnant. That's awesome. You need any help? No, Mary just anticipated it and she went to bring about the good news. And then we see this. It's incredible. Mary enters into the house of Elizabeth. And we don't know what Mary said, but we know Mary must have opened the, the door and began to holler for Elizabeth, right? Because it says, At the greeting, Elizabeth said, At your greeting, the infant leapt in my womb. So Elizabeth was off doing her thing. Her husband, remember, was struck dumb and silent. So He wasn't talking to her, so that's kind of refreshing, I'm sure, for nine months. But Mary comes in, and at Mary's voice, we don't know what she said, but I could just imagine what that must have felt like. Elizabeth was probably stopped in her tracks, and her baby begins flipping in her womb, right? And she comes down, and there's this beautiful greeting of friends these two women. She says, most blessed are you among women, speaking to Mary, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Those words should sound familiar to us, right? That's why whenever people say, I don't see how you pray the script, how you uh, pray the rosary all the time, it's just a repetitious prayer. Well, you're repeating scripture over and over and over. That's a good thing, right? This is where the Hail Mary comes from, right here. Most blessed are you among women, blessed is the fruit of your womb. And Elizabeth says, how does this happen to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. Now for the Jew, Lord meant God. It didn't mean Jesus. It meant God. And so Elizabeth is proclaiming at that moment, how is it that you, the mother of my God, should come to me? You know, that's a great posture for us to have. People have vile intentions towards Our Lady at times. We think, oh, you know, don't don't go talk to Mary. Go straight to Jesus. Well, Elizabeth was struck with humility. How is it that the mother of my God should come to me? That's a great honor. And so she comes to us, right? Says the moment your sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant left in my womb with joy. You see, that's what Mary brings to us. Joy. Right? We gotta remember that. Whenever Mary speaks, the joy comes out of her. Why? Because she's filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is her spouse. And so whenever she speaks, joy is the response. The joy is what we receive when Mary comes and speaks to us. That's incredible. And then this part, this is called Mary's song. Right? The scripture says Mary said. But in reality, imagine this part Mary was singing. How beautiful must this have sounded. Right? Must have filled the whole house with this beautiful praise of God. and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but you just pray with that today. Mary begins to sing, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Right? I think that's important for us to know. Mary's soul proclaims the greatness of God. Mary is like a magnifying glass, right? It doesn't bring any Beauty, it doesn't bring any glory to itself. it brings about the glory of that which it magnifies. Mary's soul magnifies the Lord. So when you look at Mary, what do we see? Well same thing you look at a magnifying glass. When you look through a magnifying glass, all you see you don 't see the magnifying glass, you see what it's magnifying. So when you look at Mary, what do you see? You see God. She magnifies God. she 's not magnifying herself. And so, no, we don't worship Mary. You know that. We, we honor Mary. Why? Because she is the mother of God. No other woman was given that title and that great dignity, that great honor, right? And so Mary magnifies the Lord. And so whenever we come to her, um, she's going to bring us right to, her, right to Jesus. None of what she was saying there is magnifying herself. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So she's going to bring us right to Jesus, And she's going to bring Jesus right to us. If we're struggling in our spiritual life with the Lord, with coming to relationship with the Lord, go to his mom. She's going to bring Jesus right to you. And whenever she does, the result will be a joy within our soul that is what we long for, right? It can't be compared to anything else. And that's one thing that Satan can't imitate. He cannot imitate authentic joy, right? The gift of the Spirit. And so let us come to Our Lady today asking her to bring Jesus into our hearts so we can experience the joy of the Spirit. Amen.